This is episode 165. We welcome you to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Kimber Peterson. Hello, and welcome to Smarter Parenting. This is Kimber. I'm your host, and I'm excited to talk with you today about what Smarter Parenting really does and why does it work. So in considering the best way to approach this conversation, I actually wanted to dive a little bit into parenting styles and some of the research behind what's effective and what's not effective. As we go along, I'm going to talk to you about a couple of different parenting approaches, what the research says is the best parenting style, and why smarter parenting fits right into that need. So in order to kick off parenting, one of the best ways to do that is to talk about the definition of discipline. When I ask families about this, I get a broad range of responses. And honestly, that makes sense because our society, our country, our community all defines it a little bit differently for the sake of what they're discussing. Even if you look it up in the dictionary, you can get some broadly different definitions. And let's talk about that. When looking at the definition of discipline, I see a lot of things that are strong enforcements, that are punish-focused, that are penalizing. So let's look at some of those definitions. So one is control gained by enforcing obedience or order. Another is to punish or penalize for the sake of enforcing obedience and perfecting moral character. Those are some pretty firm and heavy reasons and rationales for disciplining. Now, if you break down the word discipline, it actually comes back to a Latin word meaning giving instruction or teaching. That is a very different definition, and that's the definition that I want you to focus on as we look into parenting styles and understanding what our role is as a parent. People learn best when their core needs are met. This is scientifically known, right? We want to meet some of these basic needs of safety and security before the brain can handle developing or strengthening any sort of lesson that it's trying to learn. So we want to make sure that safety and security are met. And so if we're focused on punishing, penalizing, scaring, and forcing, all of those different heavier tones are going to take away some of that safety and security, and it's going to damage their ability to learn. So since we want the brain to be learning and developing, we're going to focus on more respectful and comfortable ways to approach things. I want to start with a connection that allows for safety and security in order to be most effective. Now in the study of parenting, there's a whole spectrum. Let's look at one end of the spectrum. So the far end of the spectrum is going to be an authoritarian parenting style. Now this is more of a dictatorship. It's more of a focus on I'm the parent, you're the child, do it because I said so. These are often phrases that we grew up hearing and we're well aware of and familiar with. And a lot of parents say, yeah, that's how I grew up and it worked and, and I don't understand why it's not working for me. I get that and I hear it. This authoritarian style can be really damaging. It can be focused on being divisive, being firm, unforgiving, and punishing behavior in order to force compliance. If you do that, I will grab your arm and take you where I want you to go because you don't get a say in this interaction. That can be incredibly damaging to the child as they're trying to learn and understand and push back. And what they actually end up learning is less of, I need to respect you as the authority figure, and more of, I need to learn to control my anger and response to you, and I'll just do that through contempt and frustration and silence. And oftentimes, we even get into the aggression focus, where we've got kids that are pushing back with aggression. We don't understand why they're hitting and yelling when we are doing that same behavior as well. So this authoritarian parenting style can be really damaging. 
as a rebound to that, saw people jump all the way to the other end of the spectrum and an incredible permissive parenting style. So being so laid back, so focused on feelings, emotions, needs, wants, desires, all of those kinds of things, providing no boundaries or structure in the idea and the focus of being completely free. This is also damaging to the child. Falling on either extreme end of this parenting spectrum, the incredibly authoritarian or the incredibly permissive parenting style, can lead to major issues of neglect, abuse, and trauma. If you or someone you know is experiencing that, you should reach out to your local resources, including child protective services, domestic abuse hotlines, mental health professionals, and or 911 in emergency situations. So where's the balance? We talked about these two extremes, even all the way to the end of serious concern and neglect, but we wanna find this balance kind of right in the middle. And this parenting style is called authoritative. Now that's different than authoritarian. This authoritative parenting style is often referred to as gentle parenting or respectful parenting. I've heard it referred to as intentional parenting. There's a lot of different phrases for it right now, but as I research those, they're falling into this middle ground of authoritarian. The idea with this is that we want to make sure that we're approaching parenting with a focus of mutual respect, long-term learning, brain development, and some fundamental problem solving and self-government within children. Now, these are all of the things that Smarter Parenting loves and stands for. In order to effectively discipline or teach, as we often refer to it at Smarter Parenting, you want to make sure that your child has the opportunity to feel a connection. Now, this is a foundational level of this authoritarian parenting style. Let's take a minute to reflect on our most recent parenting frustrations. I want you to think about the last time that you felt just really frustrated as a parent. We've all felt it. For me, an example would be my son has recently started a new behavior and when we're in a hurry or I've got somewhere to go right decisions are being made things are moving along um maybe we're loading in the car so that I can get off to work or an appointment or a meeting or something and my son uses that opportunity as a great chance to scream at me no never stomp his foot throw himself on the ground um and and just really assert his opinion now honestly for me and, and most people, the instinct or gut reaction is to say, um, yes, we're going, whether you like it or not. I will grab your arm. I'll carry you to the car. Whatever needs to happen, I'm forcing this to happen. But in order to be really effective in what I'm teaching him, that force or control that I'm asserting in that moment is actually going to teach him more resentment and contentment with me when we're approaching disagreement. And it's not going to teach him to respect my authority when I tell him it's time to go to the car. And so in order to really create a long-term lesson, something that's going to change his behavior so that I'm not doing this every single weekend for the rest of my life, that I um, am cultivating a connection before approaching my parenting or my discipline here, I have to take a moment and calm myself. So I'll take a deep breath or wash my hands, something that will help give me a little bit more just grounding. And then from there, I'm focused on a connection. Now, in Smarter Parenting, if you look at our skills, you're going to see most of them start off with some sort of praise or empathy, a, a piece of understanding. This is in there for a reason. We want you to start off with cultivating a connection. And so I'll use an empathy statement. I know that you were having a ton of fun playing with your trains. But right now, we have to get in the car so that we can go. Would you like to pack a train to go with you or do you want to get in the car without one? 
I can offer some choices, some self-government, some different options to him, but the focus is on a connection instead of on force. Now, I can hear it now. I can hear it in my coaching clients. There is some pushback from parents when they've experienced the because I said so method, and, and I get that. I hear it. But if you'd like the behavior to change long term, it's critical for you to start off with this connection point rather than really asserting your authority and focusing on, you need to listen to me because I'm the parent and you're the child. Because at the end of the day, that is not the lesson that they're gaining from that approach. Now, the next thing that you need to have as a parent approaching discipline is a balance between being kind and being firm. There's a big difference between being really permissive and letting your child do whatever they want and being respectful in a setting in a boundary. Professionally, we often refer to this as a benign yet authoritative voice tone. We want you to have this good balance of being gentle, approachable, kind, but also in control and decisive and aware of what you're comfortable with in this conversation. I'll take you through some examples. So let's say that your child refuses to leave an activity. This might involve yelling, laying on the floor, hitting you. A permissive parent is going to say, um, we really need to go, but you can have a few more minutes because you're you're throwing a fit and you're saying you don't want to go. It's overly permissive. It's overly gentle. Um, it, it reinforces the behavior and the child is learning, if I hit, I get my way. An authoritarian parent on the opposite end of the spectrum might say, get your butt in the car now. And this child learns, when I yell, I get my way because that's what my parent just modeled for me. They showed me that they yelled and now I have to listen to them. And that's where the focus really lies. And so you're teaching them, again, another lesson that you're not trying to gain from this. Now, an authoritative parent falling in the middle is going to focus in on, I see that you're disappointed to leave. I know that you had a great time, but I asked you to get in the car and you threw yourself on the floor and yelled no, and that's not following my instruction. Take a deep breath, and then you can walk or I can carry you to the car. Giving them some choice, some options, some empathy. I used a kind voice tone, but I was still firm in what my expectations were. The boundaries were still there, and the boundaries have to be there. I just don't have to be forceful and angry in my enforcement of my boundaries, and that's what I want to be cautious of. Now, consider some of the long-term lessons that are being taught. When you look at our smarter parenting skills, we use rationales and problem solving in order to develop critical thinkers rather than force decisions or justify the dichotomy in our relationship by saying, I'm the parent and you're the child. This is a critical component of authoritative parenting, and we want this concept to be taught. We're focused on the long term. We're growing human beings. We are helping develop the society of the future. We are helping create people that can interact with other people in an effective and respectful way. And in order to do that, I have to be focused on the long term of my parenting and not just the, I need to get to the grocery store now and <laughs> this is the best way to do it. So consider some of the long term stuff and use the rationales, the um, meaningful reasons why, the problem solving methods, all of those things that help create critical thinkers. Now, another component of effective discipline is teaching social and life skills, and this is right up our alley. We love being skill-based at Smarter Parenting, and we refer to our skills often just that way. We're teaching you parenting skills. We're teaching the child life skills. We want them to have these abilities in order to be successful in their interactions with others. This also allows for an appropriate use of autonomy or constructive personal empowerment. And this is, yet again, another critical component of effective discipline. Now, this part 
let's break it down a little bit. Look around you. How many adults do you know that know how to disagree with authority figures? I feel like there's plenty of prime examples of people that don't know how to navigate conversations or confrontations in an effective way. People often end up sounding like or acting like a child because they don't know how to disagree with others. So how do our children know how to disagree with others? Are they leaning into a forced compliance with no voice and a lot of dissatisfaction? Or are they becoming overly assertive in their opinions by yelling and forcing their opinions and and responses and arguing with you and being defiant in their approach? I see both responses from kids. And what we want to do is we want to fully teach them and help them understand the appropriate way to navigate disagreeing with another person or effectively communicating with another person. So if the adults around them can't demonstrate it, then how are kids supposed to learn it? Through teaching them, we're going to use really effective discipline methods and parenting methods, like the ones that we teach at Smarter Parenting, in order to help our kids navigate that in-between. I don't want to be overly permissive. I don't want to be overly argumentative. And I need to find this good balance of acknowledging the other person and meeting them in between. So let's say that you make a decision like, we're not going to the movies, we're going to go to a hockey game this weekend, and your children would like to have a different opinion. Sass, irritation, defiance, a lot of those kinds of things will come up sometimes. Um, I'll hear parents talking about, you know, their child that was really argumentative and irritated that they had to do that, and then they were passive-aggressive and silent in the car, or other things will come up. Kids will use a variety of methods to demonstrate, I don't like this, I don't want it. And oftentimes they're learning that from the adults around them and it's natural for them to start to pick up on that. They also sometimes can be just straight out refusing and angry, right? I've got the kids that will storm away, slam their door, say, no, I'm not going. We're trying to have a family activity, something that we can enjoy and do together. So what we would try to do in order to teach some social and life skills and to have an appropriate use of autonomy or constructive personal empowerment, like we talked about before, is we would focus on teaching our child the appropriate way to disagree. How nice would it be to have your child come up to you and to say, hey, dad, I really don't enjoy hockey, and I think it would be nice to go to a movie instead. We could still spend time together, but we would both have fun instead of just you. Would it be okay if we spent time together at the movies on Saturday afternoon instead of going to the hockey game on Saturday night? Can you picture your child having that conversation with you, approaching you in that way and having a disagreement that is handled in a calm and comfortable way where they've considered both perspectives and points of view? These are some of the skills that we're aiming to teach parents in order to teach their children, in order to have these more appropriate and constructive conversations. We want you to have these positive relationships. And I promise you that conversation is possible. I've done it with my kids. I've done it with my foster kids. I've done it with my kids that I've worked with through treatment. I can have these kinds of conversations and constructive problem-solving opportunities with a five, six, seven-year-old and a 15, 16, 17-year-old. All of those different things can come up if you teach them how to approach it. So all of that sounds wonderful, right? This is the mutual respect, the fairness, the give and the take in relationships that we want you to be able to have with your children. So how do you get there? This is where the Smarter Parenting steps in. When we take you through a skill and we're guiding you through this process, we're including all of these different components. We're providing a script and making it possible for you to be able to say, I need to manage this behavior or I need to approach this consequence in a way that's going to meet all of these different needs. 
I just need to focus on the four steps to do it or the six steps to do it. And when we break down our parenting skills, we put them in scripts. We put them in steps for a reason. We want it to be something that you can lean back on to say, I watched that video. I know how to respond. And here's how I can go into it. There is comfort that comes from rehearsing or practicing how you're going to approach scenarios before they come up. Now, there's lots of different parenting programs out there. There's lots of resources. And honestly, as professionals, we could turn blue in the face reading and remembering all the do this but not this kind of things and memorizing, oh, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to say this, this word in this tiny situation or when this scenario comes up, I say this. At Smarter Parenting, we're wanting you to have some core skills, some teaching opportunities that are going to help prepare you to meet any situation that comes up. So instead of trying to navigate every minute conversation, critiquing yourself and what you say and every little tiny word change, we want to teach you some of these general skills. We want to teach you how to praise your child, whether it's praising them for telling the truth or praising them for loading the dishwasher. It's all the same. And you'll know how to approach them in those different contexts because there's steps and there's resources behind it. We teach you how to preventively prepare your child for an expectation, how to praise and reinforce that expectation, how to set appropriate boundaries and clear tolerances with your child in order to meet those expectations. All of these things come together full circle. We want you to know how to respond before the emotions start flooding in, and so we provide scripts and other tools that allow you to approach new parenting challenges with confidence. We also want to help you guide your child through their expectations as well. And so as you start to learn these core parenting skills, we start introducing concepts that you can then teach to your child, like how to follow an instruction, those kinds of things that are critical for them to learn in order to be successful in their relationship with you as well. These are daily battles in all of our homes. We all experience that this is a normal part of raising children. And sometimes it's harder and sometimes it's a little bit more fluid. And with every kid and every personality and every situation, it's a little bit different. But these parenting skills, in order to implement them in your home, are going to make things run smoother, faster, better, happier, all of those different things that we're looking for. It takes time. It takes an investment. But we want you to learn them so that you can have a much better outcome in the long run. I know this because I've done it. I've done it with my own children, my foster children. My clinically diagnosed children from all ends of the spectrum, from bipolar disorder to ADHD, all sorts of different things, and with my intensive treatment program children as I've worked with them in professional settings. These are real tools and resources that are going to make a difference for you. And that's because the principles of smarter parenting are based on research. They're based on science. These are the techniques and the methods that are used in the most effective treatment programs around the world. Then we're taking them and we're trying to make them accessible to families everywhere because we all need them in our homes and in our day-to-day. -day. So let's go over where these resources are shared. On our website, which is www.smarterparenting.com, you'll find the core of everything that we offer. Free videos, printables, clear steps on how to help you learn parenting skills that are going to change your life. All of these things are free and openly available because we want you to have access to them. We talk about parenting skills, the things like how to praise your child or consequent them effectively. We also talk about skills your child should know, like how to follow instructions. You'll find some common diagnoses available on the website that oftentimes children do come across and families are facing. Learning more about the diagnosis that your child has can help you respond as a parent, and that's really important. 
Our YouTube page includes many videos that are going to help you and your family. Everything from activity ideas to testimonials. Sometimes we need to feel like we have other families and professionals and people that understand our experiences. And these testimonials can help you as you navigate your parenting frustrations. Parenting can feel really isolating, especially when things aren't going well. So if you're having a hard time, check in on those videos and see how other parents are dealing with the same struggles that you are. And even better, see how parents are finding success because they're just a few steps ahead of the process. On our Instagram and our Facebook accounts, which you can find at Smarter Parenting, Smarter Parenting on Instagram, Smarter Parenting on Facebook, we share tips and ideas as well as give you links to different resources. Sometimes those little reminders in your day-to-day are just what you need when you're scrolling through your downtime. So today, I want you to take away a couple of things. The first is talk with your co-parent, your spouse, or your significant other. Or if you're a solo parent, then great, grab a notebook and make some decisions about what discipline means to you. What do you want your child to gain from their childhood experience? What are you wanting to put out there as a successful adult? How do you want discipline used? What effects do you want it to have? And if you struggle with this topic, try going back and listening to episode 150 on some effective communication skills that are going to help you navigate this conversation with your co-parents. As a nonprofit organization, we're on a mission to bring you answers, guidance, and support, and we heavily rely on you sharing this with your friends and family in order to get the word out there. We try to make things as accessible as possible. And so take a minute and share. (laughs) The next time you've got a friend that says, I wish there was a parenting manual, let them know there is one. It's smarterparenting.com. We are constantly providing you tools and resources that are going to make your life a little bit easier. So if you have questions or feedback on the resources, we'd love for you to send us a message. You can find us on Instagram at Smarter Parenting and let us know your thoughts there. We want to hear your success stories too. I hope that you take away some of those items and and that you really understand some of the resources that we're striving to provide you. If you've got any comments, suggestions, or feedback on ideas for podcasts moving forward, we would love to hear them. So please send us a message on our Instagram and we'll see you next time.